Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Wow. Welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and I'm joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on today? Uh, not not a lot, to be honest. Um, it's a beautiful day here in Essex, and I am drinking what can only be described as the world's worst coffee. The thing about me is, Chris, if <laughs> I see something in the supermarket that I've never seen before, I get very excited mm. and think, you know what, Pete? This is going to be a new thing for you. This is going to be a new style of life. This is going to be a new way of existing. You need that vanilla-flavoured coffee granule that you've seen on the coffee shelf. (laughs) And you buy it, you bring it home, and it's a piece of fucking shit. And then you've just got a can of coffee that you've got to just get yourself through. So every morning this week, I've been drinking this disgusting vanilla-flavoured monstrosity it's so Mm. acrid it's so chemically the chemical um uh, yes disgusting so that's the life that i'm leading at the moment i um i'm yet to uh play um breath of the wild 2 or whatever the hell it's called i'm yet to download that i have been playing quite a lot of um dead island 2 which is coming for a very very long time the some Mm. of the zombie physics uh like the hit the zombie over the head physics are absolutely disgusting, Chris. <laughs> Worse than this coffee. <laughs> it's this. It's so gross, but so satisfying at the same time. So uh, yeah, if you've uh, if you've got five while you're rendering out your uh, your bits and bobs, Chris. Uh, yeah, get get it on your PS5. I've still got to play the new Resident Evil Four remake. Pete, uh, the other Pete, mm. the American Pete, wants to drag me over to his place and stream me playing it. I'd love to do it. Mm. Um, I remember Dead. Do you remember Dead Rising? I do remember Dead Rising, yeah, on the... the, Was the original Xbox? Xbox Xbox 360, 360, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. That was a... You could turn anything into a weapon. Like, anything. Yeah. From Um, a stick to a pipe to a tree. The second one was all right, but the third one, I think, wasn't very good. But I think the the excitement with that was just the sheer number of zombies on screen at any any one time. Fantastic. Mm, mm. Yeah, real soundbox-style video game, but... Yeah, I haven't played any video games in a while. Just the I've, I've been making my own cold brew coffee there. Why you've been Pete the passing fad Donaldson <laughs> buying all the crap that people release every week in these supermarkets? I've been making my own cold brew coffee, and it's really good. Yeah. You should do it. 
Like I, I, I like coffee, but I don't like bitter flavors. And right. I find cold brew by having the you grind the coffee beans down, put them in like a a bit of litmus paper, stick it in a bottle of water, mm. you know, like a three hundred thirty milliliter, sorry, like a one liter size bottle. Yeah, leave it overnight for about twelve hours, and the cold water mixes with the coffee beans very slowly, draws out this nice kind of rich fruity flavor right. that's not too harsh and bitter. Like, by blasting the coffee beans with hot water, I think it destroys some of the flavour. So, yeah, cold brew. Drinking that right now, or does, you drink your chemically does, shite, expensive does it, rubbish. Does it kind of... Um, so, could I not just u- use it to make some of my vanilla um, powder and just um, and then and then just stick it in the fridge for a bit? I mean, it sounds really good, Chris, but I'm, I'm scared that um, it wouldn't be sweet enough for old Petey. Put some bloody sugar in it then. Put some bloody You'll be sugar fine. In it. You'll be fine. <laughs> Do it. Honestly, I, I, to be honest, it was Charla who discovered this and she did an amazing job with it. I would never have perfected it the way she did, but mm. it's great. It's really great. And I've been drinking it all day and all night while I edit bloody videos. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I read a story this morning. Like, we, we always talk about bears on this podcast. Bears. Um, I think it's been one month Galactica. since we've discussed a bear. Mm. <laughs> well, it's been a while since we've discussed any bear news. And mm. uh, I woke up this morning and the first news story I saw was the tragedy of a fisherman uh, who'd just been beheaded by a bear. Whoa. And, like, there's a lake uh, called Shumarinai Lake in uh, Hokkaido. We cycled past it on uh, the, the big cycle cyclothon I did with Connor last year. It's quite mm. a remote place in the north. And this uh, one of the local guides there drove to the lake, like left the fisherman there by the lake, drove off, came back, and it was like a horror movie scene. Uh, like he followed these tracks, and he caught sight of the bear with the, with a mouth full of shoes. Right, he just saw the bear with some oh, some shoes God. in his mouth. Looked a little bit further down and saw like a life jacket strewn and some other things, and then he found the head of the fisherman. Oh, That's incredibly horribly graphic. Uh, you don't see it, you it. don't see it very often because they always sort of run away. But I wonder how, I wonder how he managed to sort of startle someone. To oh, I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty rough, isn't Why it? Why can't we all just get along? Why can't man Why and bear we just become the best along? of friends? I just never knew really... that doing a Japan podcast would mean that I would have to learn. So I mean, I, to be honest, I said learn so much, learn so little about bears. <laughs> well, I really want to watch that Werner Holtz, uh, what's his name? Werner Herzog, the mm. director. Is that the he one about the, grizzly the bear man. man? The grizzly man. Yeah, it's good that. I mean, the guy. I think he was in the frame to be the uh, the bloke who Woody Harrelson played in Cheers. I think, which is quite mad. Right, right. I well, I know the guy. I, I haven't seen so I haven't seen the documentary. I know all about it, and I've mm. seen various clips over the years. And it's about a guy in Alaska who loves the bears and spends his time getting very up close with the bears, touching bears, stroking mm. bears, mm. and then one day. One of his favourite bears turned on him and and ate him basically. Mm. And there's a there's a clip in the the film where Werner's like listening to the audio of that happening. Yeah, and it's just like the camera's just locked off on his face and his expression. But like, I think it'd be a really interesting documentary. I've been meaning to watch it for the last eighteen years, but time, <laughs> fate has stood in the way, and I mm. keep forgetting that I want to watch it. And this new story is maybe want to revisit that. But there you go. Just be careful in Hokkaido. Yeah, things go wrong. They and do. I, I mean, feel look, like. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're the host, Chris. I mean, if you're going to say 
beware of bears. You've got to you've got to have that kind of like capacity to vault fast to change pace. Well, in other news, we've got a blah 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 blah. And I, I can't help you with that, Chris. You you scare me. You scare me when you go blank. You scare me. <laughs> oh dear. Well, we've got a story this week from Matthias from Hamburg, Germany. He says, "Good day, cumulative Chris and patronising Pete." Oh. He is patronising, isn't he? No, I'm he not. Is Matthias. I'm agree. not. I'm just <laughs> telling you that I can't help. If you're going to if you're going to throw a curveball like man gets decapitated no, no, no. by bear, I can't help you. <laughs> well. The story continues. I wanted to tell you about one particular run-in with the almighty boar. Oh, God, another bloody animal oh, story. Oh, God. What's, <laughs> we're painting Japan with people like this fucking... Week? The worst, well, you worst need to leave, Chris. Get animals. out. Get out now. They're coming for you. <laughs> God's sake. Uh, I wanted to hear about running with a boar during my semester in Kobe in 2015. Kobe is a very unique place. Uh, rather than spanning kilometres in every direction... Uh, like Osaka or Tokyo, Kobe is stretched along the coast, slummed between ocean and mountain chains, meaning that no matter where you are, the forests and the mountains are never more than an hour's walk away. And that makes running with the boar, uh, runnings with the boar, an extremely common occurrence. So common, in fact, that the boar is the city's official mascot. I didn't yeah. know that. One night, I took the Hankyu Express from Roko Station, coming in on the last train from Osaka. The way home led me by a huge mansion, and so I, not so leakly, snuck into private car park, a private car park that was connected to a concrete bridge. The road in and out of this bridge was flanked by almost vertical concrete walls. What is this? I reached the halfway point when on the other side of the bridge, a boar comes tumbling down the wall. My heart skipped a beat. The beast got up and was immediately taking aim at me. I started turning on the spot and kept running, praying that I could make it off the bridge and find something, anything to put me between this and this beast. At this point, said thing was galloping after me. Oh, my God. (laughs) Turning my head, it became clear that it was way too close for comfort and it almost caught up with me. With just a few metres between me and the boar, I thought I was done for when suddenly this thing overtook me, took a hard right, climbed up the wall and disappeared into the shrubbery. It took a second to realise what had just happened. Once I was mentally back online, I passed the bridge in record time, sprinted through the little playground and down a long staircase, deeming myself safe. I then hear a high-pitched, grunty sound. (laughs) Do a boar sound, Pete. What does boar sound like? I'm a boar. I reckon that's good. You know what? I reckon people will be listening to this and you sort of go, they'll sort of say, you know what? Fair dues, Pete, you did all right. The ball was there. (laughs) (laughs) But the sound was coming from two baby boars sitting on the curb. Since I didn't want to find out what they were waiting for, I continued my little midnight sprint all the way back to the dorm. Even on the way back, I saw several from afar and heard a couple unpleasantly close. Have a good one. Matthias from Germany, avoiding the boars. There you go, Kobe, land of the bear, land of the boars. Yeah, God, that is a that is adorable. It's it's funny, like you wouldn't think with big cities like Kobe or Kyoto that there would be boars, but there are because Kyoto is sandwiched between a mountain range, and you can very much just climb up it and encounter them. Um, I don't think I've ever seen one though. No, I I mean lucky, except maybe Fukushima wasteland. Well, because with with, um, with animals like boars and pigs and stuff, like hmm. you do, sort of go. When because Japan's such a small country, really, you sort of like well, there's just so much kind of like variation in the the flora, the fauna, and the animals and the bits and the bobs, mm. um, and you sort of go well, like surely, like in a developed nation like Japan, like the, it, this, these would be farmed animals, I suppose, or the like, are these just plains where you just have these boars kicking around? And what's well, what's bizarre is I don't recall anywhere where you can eat boar, right? 
you can eat anything in mm. Japan for better or worse. Yeah. Um, you can drink sake with a snake in it. You can eat raw bear, God forbid, or raw horse. But I don't think I've ever had boar mm. in Japan, and that's very weird given it's the land of the rising boar. I mean, as we've seen here, they're roaming the streets of Colbert. So <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't thought, wait a minute, these these boars ter- terrorising the neighbourhood. Yeah. It could be a good dinner. But the people in Colbert <laughs> yeah, are too obsessed with their beef, no let's doubt. Let's have some bear on. Bear on for Chris, please. Oh. Bordon. 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 Sorry, but Bordon. Oh, shit. (laughs) Well, we're all smiles this week on the podcast, um, despite the bores. Mm. And uh, there's a a very smiley news story that I think... It's kind of like one of the stories you kind of go, oh, this is annoying. This has been picked up by every news agency. Right. Because it's, like, ridiculous rather than something... That people actually do, but take it away, Pete. What's going on in Japan? Well, How's it, it ties in with certain countries thinking their um, sort of COVID response is better than than others um, to, 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 to uh, a great extent. But um, they've started doing like smiling lessons in Japan, Chris. Thirty-seven people, including the elderly, uh, took a smiling lesson to prepare for taking off their masks in public following three years of the COVID nineteen. Pandemic um, in Akabane in uh, Tokyo's Kitawad on May the seventh, um, somebody basically decided that they were going to set up a, a little kind of um, a couple of hours of lessons and how to smile naturally. Um, Kiko Kawano, forty nine, the smile trainer who served as the, as the instructor of the lesson, basically said, "With mask wearing having become the norm, people have had fewer opportunities to smile, and more and more people have developed a complex about it. Moving and relaxing the facial muscles is the key to making a good smile." Participants used hand mirrors to check their smiles. And um, obviously, I, I would say that, Chris, would you say that you have a good smile or a poor smile? Because I'm certainly somebody who smile. I've not ever appreciated smiling. Like I don't do a lot of it. I don't do a teethy smile. Um, but on the rare occasion where I catch myself <laughs> having a proper uh, grin, it's quite nice, isn't it? It really does lighten up the old no. face. I've, I've been just doing voiceover for Journey Across Japan. Yeah. I found if I smile yeah. while I do the voiceover, I sound more happy and nice. Yeah. So I'm like, so you don't Nesky do that. and I are going to the blah, 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 and we're going to eat some food, and it's so happy, ha. But if I'm like, oh, no, we're going to the... I like, it does... If you smile yeah. while doing a voiceover, it's good. So when I do the voiceover for my book, the Abroad Japan book, mm. 80,000 words, oh. maybe I'll do it through a big... Teethy grin, big teethy grin, yeah, big that, smile. That grin is going to last really about five seconds, mate, because after, after that you're going <laughs> to be absolutely miserable because <laughs> that's a lot of how, words. How long does it take to do an 80,000-word audio? Oh, a whole week if you're only doing 25,000 words, kidding? which is what I did for the Ramble book. You've got considerably more. Are you fucking... Are you sure? Really? <laughs> it was about four days all in, I think. Oh, my God. Oh, well, dear. that's not possible that's not I can't possible. be in a room for, surely your voice will just go uh, yeah My voice I mean maybe broken. they've got techniques for uh, for, for doing 80,000 but yeah, yeah. I, I found I found 25,000 quite I mean injection. I might have I might have done a might have done 30,000 35,000 actually but um, yeah it's it's uh, oh oh Surely by the end, my throat's going to be like, as I move to Sendai. <laughs> yeah, and like, like, my voice is going to be really destroyed. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I certainly yeah. won't be smiling for that then. Yeah. But I, it, on the subject of masks, I saw a study the other day that uh, despite Japan dropping the mask mandate for several months now, I think 80% people still wear them 
out and about. Although I think as summer rolls around, we should see them drop off. Mm. But uh, I've been noticing there'll be a critical turning point where one day it'll go from lots of people wearing masks to no one. There'll be like a big sweeping Switch, point, yeah. I think. But yeah, but it just takes a while. But but will people be smiling, Pete? People be smiling when the masks come off. <laughs> will they embrace this ridiculous smile? But like, I think this story is. It's less the story that's interesting, and more that like every news story, uh, in the like every paper in the world was covering this ridiculous thing. Yeah. I think it got more exposure than the assassination attempt on Kishida, the current prime minister. <laughs> I think more people, more newspapers covered this than <laughs> a assassination attempt on a head of state. Oh my god. Wacky Japan. It still <laughs> delivers the views, doesn't it? We'll be back yeah. in just a moment, guys, with the stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to yeah. bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend that I don't right <laughs> Hold now. it in. Hold on. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. <laughs> Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I might have a little chat with my mate Chris, or go for a walk with my dog Sammy, or if I was in Japan, I might take a dip in a hot spring, hike up Kamikachi, or attempt to eat the deadliest puffer fish in the world. You know, normal stuff. But it's hard to know what to do with your time and how to spend it wisely. Therapy can help you find what matters to you, so you can prioritise your time and fill it with things you actually enjoy. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. With BetterHelp, they guide you each step of the way to start to spend your time on your own terms. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P slash japan. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners? Mr. Dawson? is there smiling? Um, Are there built boars and bears? Well, I mean, more of a grimace in uh, Jamie's case, I think it's fair to say. Uh, hello, Chris and Pete. I'm Jamie from Glasgow. I was wondering if there's a high pollen count in Japan and if either of you have been affected with allergies there. Many thanks. Keep up with the work. Uh, Jamie, high pollen count in Japan. I don't recall ever being in that situation. I'm quite... Um, 
I, I'm, I'm a big dust guy. Dust really affects me. Mm. Um, so I've had a few situations where my face has gone absolutely massive uh, because of dust. <laughs> but uh, but high pollen count, I don't think I've ever experienced it there, Chris. Have you? Mm. So I was having a big swig of cold brew coffee. Oh, sorry, mate. Rich cold brew coffee. <laughs> cheap, reasonably priced, made in my own fridge, and not full of chemicals. Um, yeah, pollen's really bad, honestly. As someone who... It's funny, I, uh, I never really realised this, but every April, my asthma would just suddenly emerge right. and be really bad. Like, I, every April, I'd just struggle to breathe, and, I'd be, and I wouldn't really think it through why <laughs> that was. And it's clear that it's pollen. It's very much the pollen... Um, I don't know. I think Japan planted loads of trees. There was a really bad deforestation problem mm. centuries ago. Japan basically wiped out all their forests uh, to build great big sweeping cities like Tokyo and Osaka. And then they were like, wait a minute, we've got no trees. So they planted loads of trees. I think they planted the wrong kind of tree, mm. uh, a luscious tree that led to lots of pollen. Um, and so Japan has a really bad pollen problem now that makes the UK seem trivial. Uh. And Certainly in April, like, all the hay fever tablets were sold out across the country. Like, everyone, like, they're all sold out no matter where you went because people are snapping them up because it's the worst year uh, on record, I think, this year, or certainly in the last 10 years. So, yeah, I don't care about pollen. Well, I didn't, but I do now because when you feel like, I mean, when you feel like you're suffocating and there's a ghost, it's like, I think that's the best way to describe asthma. It feels like being suffocated by a ghost, and now I know why. It's pollen. So, yeah, unfortunately, Jamie, it's very bad. It's very bad. Um, and I know you have asthma, Pete, so maybe don't come to Japan in April either. <laughs> it's always like... Um, it's not but I, it never affects my kind of chest. It's always in the schnoz just, and in the eyes. In the eyes uh, and the schnoz. Mm, mm, mm. It's not fun. No. Uh, I want to hear from Mason, who says, Dear Pete and Chris, in Chris, in a recent episode, um, you mentioned how you started a record, co- record collection. And as a fellow collector myself, I was very happy to hear this, as I've been collecting since 2019. What albums, artists, have you been getting? And what cover artwork have you truly come to appreciate? Appreciate after purchasing it. Cheers from the Kentucky Fried State, Mason. I, um, I, I mm, it's a good question. What have I got, Pete? Mm. What artwork have I got? I think I noticed um, Journey. Journey have the most weird, trippy album artwork ever. Have you ever seen Journey's album artwork? I mean, is like it kind of like the seventies alien? I mean, I mean, in the seventies, the 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 um, uh, album artists were very uh, very trippy and very eccentric. Uh, eccentric. A lot yeah. of airbrushing. The airbrushing was very big in the seventies, wasn't it? This is kind of like an alien meets just yeah. It's very kind of like alien and kind of. I don't know if there's elements of Buddhism or mysticism in there. <laughs> it's really trippy. And I looked at it, and it creeped me out, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Well, of course, I like uh, some David Bowie, some uh, Depeche Modes in there, some Wham, believe it or not, nice. to go in there. Um, we've got everything. we got everything. It's pretty good. But we're still setting up the record player. In fact, today, that is what I've been doing, as, as well as drinking cold brew coffee and editing. We've been setting up the record player. Have you, I'm really excited to get that going. Are you going to be one of those kind of crazy people? Do you remember that uh, guy who I'm obsessed with who um, was so much of an audiophile? He set up his own electricity pylon in the front of his garden because he didn't want to share yes, the yeah, electricity yeah, with yeah. the rest of the neighbourhood. Um, <clears throat> I've got... I've, I do appreciate a um, an LP, but um, my dog uh, Sammy has uh, taken to when he was a younger, slightly younger dog by about a month. Um, he very mm. much enjoyed just chewing on every record I owned. Oh he, God! Um, 
He took oh, down God. a couple of NoFX albums, a Rancid album, uh, Prince, Purple Rain, <laughs> um, uh, the Shenmue soundtrack, and also a lovely commemorative Far Cry 5, I think, um, uh, soundtrack oh, that, that, that somebody Far sent me. Uh, he, he really did find every last... Uh, record that I owned that I that I cherished, oh my God. and 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 left behind um, a record that my friend um, last time we were in Japan actually uh, put he, he he found I don't know how he managed to do it, but he went to a record shop and he found a, uh, a Rolf Harris uh, record, and uh, he put that in <laughs> oh my God. he put that in my carry on. No, he put that in my suitcase, uh, and then when I got to uh, Britain, I realised he'd, uh, he'd he'd give give me a little gift uh, from a, a convict. How did you dispose of it? Yeah. yeah. Did you burn it or did you feed it? No, to the no, dog? no. It's, it's still in my record collection. <laughs> it's just, oh no! I'm, I'm, I'm not being caught putting that in the bin. That's staying exactly where it is. <laughs> <laughs> Incinerated. Yeah. I think my favourite album artwork is for a Japanese artist, um, Tatsuro Yamashita. I've talked about it a lot. He's mm. the the king of city pop, and uh, he's just got this most amazing '80s uh, graphic artwork on the front of his cover it's kind of like an American diner mm. drawn in this really pop art style and just just leaps off the album cover it's absolutely stunning um, but yeah I think I just I really I'm, I don't know if this is going to be my new obsession it's a Charlotte's as much as anyone's because uh, her dad has a huge record collection and uh, I remember he when we went over to uh, to uh, her place in Victoria we put on a Hole and Oats song Mm. And uh, he has these speakers that are like the size of a steam train, and it was just really cool. Like listening to Hall and Oates beaming out of these like three meter tall speakers. I felt like I was in the recording studio with Hall and Oates. It was mm. amazing. Uh, our speaker's not quite as impressive because it's a Japanese apartment. I suspect the sound might probably cause some <laughs> issues. Uh, we got one here from Cameron. He says, "Hey guys, I have a question. Um, I'm planning a trip to Japan soon, and I'm wondering should I plan all the activities beforehand?" Or just do it when I get there. I, I mean, I don't know. How would you say, Pete? You <laughs> like that, you're just absolutely flummoxed. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I would, um, you know, try and um, research what activities you want to do uh, and plan beforehand. Because once you get there, jet lag sets in, and you kind of like. But, but be willing to cancel, change modify your your trip at the last minute i would say um so don't, mm. so don't you know don't put any money down but just you know maybe just have a think about what you'd like to do on certain days i think that's probably the best way to do it um because at the end of the day the weather might not be good might be chucking it down so feel free to yeah to chase the weather a little bit yeah no good 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 tips there i uh i'm thinking of making like a itinerary list um, on a mm. website so people can see like my recommendations I'm also a bit wary of that though because I don't want all my viewers listeners all going to the same places mm. um, like holidays should be spontaneous and exciting and adventurous and I want to I don't want to rob people of that um, and have like cookie cutter sort of trips so I don't know we'll, we'll see maybe I'll do it um, but um, yeah I'd say just plan out where you want to go in terms of cities and towns because that stuff, you should probably book the hotels in advance. Everything else, make up on the fly. But, uh, yeah, there's some really good, like, two-week itinerary videos on YouTube these days as well for mm. some ideas. And I'm working on one myself as well. Why Why hasn't Natsuki started a little tour agency? Imagine, just Natsuki um, picking, picking you up in a big bus, 
smashing you well, through the, the ball-strewn wildlife of Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been editing this the, the last moments of the, the first episode of Journey Across Japan, which mm. is a few days late at the moment. And we went to this ice village, like a village built out of ice. It's really quite cool. Mm. And he just spent the entirety of it just trying to burn it down. Uh, and it was a little bit unsettling. Like, at one moment, you there was a place where you could roast marshmallows over a flame and eat them. Oh, wow. And he just sort of set fire to it, just ran around. In his own words, it's like the Olympics, he said. <laughs> it's like, it like the, the Olympic, Olympics. Like the flaming Olympic torch, <laughs> this fucking marshmallow that he nearly shoved in my face somehow. And he's got his lighter, and he's going around like trying to burn things. <laughs> it doesn't really work, because lighter plus ice doesn't really no, equal anything. No, it doesn't really work, but, not when it's an ice palace, but uh, yeah, I don't know if Natsuki would be the best guide. <laughs> I feel like it would be, let's have a cigarette break, and then you would spend like most of your trip just looking for suitable smoking areas, which are few and far between these days. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's the, that's the Natsuki tour. Mm. Although, I know Natsuki well, and his favourite food is either yakiniku or yakitori. So you'd be in good hands there for dinner. Yeah, if you like I just don't like think that. it'd be... Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a, a smashing good barbecue. Uh, yeah. There just wouldn't be any boar on the menu. <laughs> As we've ascertained today, keep the stories, questions, comments coming in, guys, to brawnjapanpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week to all over again, but for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days, and we'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad Japan Podcast. Bye for now. Bye! Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan Podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broadwood. And if you're listening to this podcast, you may very well be a lover of video games. And if you are, I'd like to introduce you to VGC, a gaming podcast. From the team behind the popular gaming site Video Games Chronicle comes a gaming podcast for grown-ups. Hosted by reporters Jordan Midler, Andy Robinson, Chris Scullion, and little old me, definitely not a grown-up. It's everything you need to know about games, and we're bringing you it first. Give us a try. VGC, a video games podcast. Listen wherever you get your pods, or head to lnk.to forward slash VGC. That's lnk.to forward slash VGC. Abroad in Japan is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.